Rose smelt the air, considering what she smelt. A miasma of unspoken criticism and disparagement fogged the distance between us. I knew she ached to censure my cooking, but through the years I have subdued her. Those wide shoulders and swinging hips were once parts of a winged quality she had, a quality reduced and corrected now, I am glad to say. I wonder are you wise, Miss Arun, to give her the rabbit. And why not? I can use the tone of voice which keeps people in their places and usually silences any interference from Rose. Not this time. Rabbit sickens her. Even Master Hubert's first with his first gun. She couldn't get it down. That's a very long time ago, and I've often known her to enjoy rabbit since then. She never liked rabbit, especially when she thought it was chicken. You couldn't deceive her, Miss Saroon. She picked up the tray. I snatched it back. I knew precisely what she would say when she put it down on Mummy's bed. I had set the tray myself. I don't trust Rose. I don't trust anybody. Because I like things to be right. The tray did look charming. Bright, with a crisp, clean cloth and a shine on everything. I lifted the silver lid off the hot plate to smell those canals in a cream sauce. There was just a hint of bay leaf and black pepper. Not a breath of the rabbit foundation. Anyhow, what could be more delicious and delicate than a baby rabbit? especially after it has been forced through a fine sieve and whizzed for ten minutes in a moulinex splendor. I'll take up the tray, I said. When the kettle boils, please fill the pink hot water bottle. It makes a little change from the electric blanket. Did you hear me? Rose? She has this maddening pretense of deafness. It is simply one of her ways of ignoring me. I know that. I have known it for most of my life. I see in today's paper where a woman in Kilmac Thomas burned to death in an electric blanket. It turned into a flaming cage. Imagine. I paid no attention to the woman in the blanket and I repeated, When the kettle boils and not before. That would give me time to settle Mummy comfortably with her luncheon before Rose brought the hot water bottle and the tale of the woman in Kilmac Thomas, who I bet did something particularly silly and the blanket was quite blameless into her bedroom. Gull's Cry, where Mummy and I live now, is built on the edge of a cliff. Its windows lean out over the deep anchorage of the boat cove like bosoms on an old ship's figurehead. Sometimes I think, though I would never say it, how nice that bosoms are all right to have now. In the twenties, when I grew up, I used to tie them down with a sort of binder. Bosoms didn't do then. They didn't do at all. Now, it's too late for mine. I like to sing when nobody can hear me and put me off the note. I sang that day as I went upstairs. Our kitchen and dining room are on the lowest level of the small gothic folly of a house. The stairs, with their skimpy iron banister, bring you up to the hall in the drawing room, where I put our mementos of Papa when we moved here from Temple Alice. The walls are papered in pictures and photographs of him riding winners. Silver cups stand in rows on the chimney-piece, not to mention the model of a seven-pound sea trout, and several rather misty snapshots of bags of grouse laid out on the steps of Temple Alice. Mummy never took any proper interest in this gallery. 
and when her heart got so dicky and I converted the room into a charming bedsit for her, she seemed to turn her eyes away from everything she might have remembered with love and pleasure. One knows sick people and old people can be difficult and unrewarding, however much one does for them. Not exactly ungrateful, just absolutely maddening. But I enjoy the room whenever I go in. It's all my own doing, and Mummy, lying back in her nest of pretty pillows, is my doing too. I insist on her being scrupulously clean and washed and scented. Luncheon, I say cheerfully, the tray I carried making a lively rattle. Shall I sit you up a bit? She was lying down among her pillows, as if she were sinking through the bed. She never makes an effort for herself. That comes of having me.